This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have with this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest of my podcast today is Dan Malin, co-founder and CEO of Equals 3. Equals 3 is all about augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. And the concept of uh, 1 plus 1 equals 3, or you plus Lucy equals 3. Lucy makes you better, better than she would be alone, and better than you would be alone. Lucy is an answer engine, not a search engine. It just gives access to places in the corporation where data exists. If I have to spend, um, you know, 100, 200 hours doing something to get the analysis that I need to get to, uh, you know, and that can be multiple people, but the equivalent of that, or if I can do it in four hours or five minutes, what is that? What is that speed worth to the organization? If I do it in four hours, I don't have all of the value of the data being put to work. If your competition is doing it and, and you're not, then yeah. uh, then they'll be able to move faster, market faster, make react, react to whatever you're doing, understand things and deliver um, in, a, in a superior way. This is Dan. For nearly 20 years, he has established a solid track record in creating, growing, and transforming businesses, ranging from technology services, sales, marketing, and business development. Dan has been recognized twice as a finalist for the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year, he's a finalist for the MHTA Techni Award, and he's been recognized by the Business Journal as one of 40 under 40. On my hunt for compelling stories that demonstrate the value we can create when technology augments the unique strength of people, I stumbled upon Equals 3. And as the name reveals, their mantra is, better than the individual and better than the machine are the two together. You plus Lucy equals 3. And this intrigued me, hence I invited Dan to my podcast. And during our interview, we explore the day-to-day challenges of CMOs and marketeers with regards to analyzing and reporting on market data to drive segmentation and positioning decisions. We discuss how technology such as AI can help not only speed up the process exponentially, but actually help to take outcomes to a complete new level of impact by revealing new insights, enabling marketeers to ask different and better questions, lowering cost per action, and even guiding them to communicate more clearly. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, how exponential value can be created by going beyond just automation 
and embrace intelligence augmentation for any use case. Secondly, while the way to explore innovation opportunities is not about optimizing the process as such, but to find ways to eliminate the process altogether, to shift the focus to what really matters. And thirdly, why investing in machine learning is not about value creation today, but even more about value creation tomorrow by using all the new insights to just get better and better. So then, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. And to get us started, can you tell the audience a bit about yourself and about the essence of your company? Well, my name is Dan Mallon, and I'm, uh, I guess, the co-founder and CEO of Equals 3. And we're, we've created a product, Lucy, who's uh, you know, the artificial intelligence assistant for marketers. We focus on the you know, Fortune 1000 marketers and the agencies that serve them. And she, Lucy, has the ability to really help somebody find the data, access the data, use the data that exists inside those kinds of entities. Okay. So pretty much so the, the focus is on, is on marketers, Fortune 5, 5, 14, 1000. So why this particular vertical market? What, do you, what did you see? What, what's, for example, what's broken? Well, the biggest component is that we're collecting more data. And more and more data. And, you know, the, the, you look at the various systems and the places that we collect data, and now we're adding IoT and even collecting more data. And what's happening is it's more and more data collected, but it's harder and harder to access or use any of the data. And so the reason the Fortune 1000 is, you know, they are the entities or brands and places that are collecting all this data. And Lucy has the ability to absorb just all of the data that's available and then allows someone to ask questions of the data. And so, you know, if you're a you know, small business, you don't really have that kind of data available. Sure. Yeah. And so that, that really drives us into our target market. And from a marketing perspective, you know, my partners and I have spent uh, you know, 20 plus years delivering marketing and marketing enablement, marketing systems. And so that's, that's just the domain we knew and understood. And so you know, part of what differentiates Lucy is she acts and understands marketers. She doesn't look like an IT system that gives you access to data. She is a marketer. Okay. So what is your background? Where, do you, where did you come from? Where did I come from? So I've been, again, in, in marketing and technology for a long time. You know, worked at Apple and Microsoft in the 80s, 3M in the 90s, and then spun up digital agency. One of my partners in late 90s and, and into 2000 sold that to WPP and became, you know, it's a $100 million digital agency that is now part of Miram Worldwide, and, you know, so still still going. We created a company in the, basically the ERP side of the sell side of advertising called Spot by Spot, sold that to Comcast, created a digital marketing Salesforce practice that uh, a couple of years ago we sold to Mindtree. And then today we have Equals 3, you know, this AI marketing assistant and We'll see who buys that. <laughs> so why the name Equals 3? Yeah, great, great question. So Equals 3 is all about augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. And the concept of 
one plus one equals three or you plus Lucy equals three. Lucy makes you better, better than she would be alone and better than you would be alone. Cool. I like the name. I mean, it's, it's, it drags the story out. So if you say you and Lucy be equals more than the sum of his components, what, are, what is a good example of, of that? Can, can you make that more spe- specific? Well, if you think about, again, all of that data that exists inside a corporation, and that data could be as simple as every PowerPoint that's ever been created. So it's both, that's unstructured data, PowerPoints, Word documents, PDFs, reports, those kinds of things, and structured data that can be in databases, wherever that is, and data that you license or buy in addition to data that you collect or create. And so if you had every PowerPoint slide that was created and, and you know, and then were the, had the ability to ask it questions and find answers. And Lucy is an answer engine, not a search engine. When I say that, if you said, do I have a SWOT analysis for Cadillac and up pops a SWOT analysis for Cadillac, and then if I click on the source button, it might bring up a 200-page PDF but it didn't bring me the PDF. It brought me the section, the segment, the answer. The answer can be a number, a word, a sentence, a paragraph, a chart, a graphic, or a PowerPoint slide. Uh-huh. So, you know, somebody implemented, you know, ingested, you know, half a million PowerPoint slides. And let's just say they, they sold candy bars and they said, hey, we can, what's the top selling candy bar in Poland? And up comes a slide with the top 10 candy bars selling in Poland, right? And you don't have to know whose deck it is. I mean, I barely know the decks that are on my computer, let alone my cohort's computers or, or my associate's computers and all of those types of things. And so it just gives access to places in the corporation where data exists. And today, if you go into most corporations, you know, a marketer who wants to gain access to the web trends or you know who visited the website how many people came to the website wants access to the the data around email campaigns and those kinds of things access to forester e-marketer you know those types of things you have to have a login a username and a password different system different tech click through and in most cases they just don't and what happens in companies today is they go to google to find the answers to questions that doesn't even take advantage of any of the data that that company has paid for. Uh-huh. Understood. Yeah. So if your customers are starting with this and the before and after, what is the opportunity? What is the potential that they are aiming for by implementing Lucy? Does it add to their competitive advantage? Does it help them to find more lead for lead sources? What is typically the driver that, that creates more most value here? You know, <laughs> In most cases, and again, we usually are driving towards, we'll call it a specific use case. So you, you have this opportunity to bring in a tool that helps you do something. And so mm-hmm. a little bit, it depends on the use case of what someone's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that's pretty consistent in business today is speed wins. So if I have to spend you know, 100, 200 hours doing something to get the analysis that I need to get to, you know, and that can be multiple people, but the equivalent of that, 
or if I can do it in four hours or five minutes, what is that speed worth to the organization? True, exactly. It can be millions of dollars. It can be better results because what really happens is I don't have 200 hours to get that, those, that data analyzed. Mm-hmm. So instead, I do it in four hours. And if I do it in four hours, I don't have all of the value of the data being put to work. So I make better decisions with Lucy. I make more accurate decisions with Lucy. I gain access to all of the data I need. And I leverage all of the data that the company has already paid for. Because what if the analysis was done a month ago by a different department and it's just available to me? Yeah, that's correct. Does Lucy also work in a proactive way or is it only based on the questions that that you ask her? Lucy is proactive in the interaction today. Uh So if, if you're asking questions, Lucy will suggest other questions or other things you might be interested in. Okay. Other data and make you aware of other other data or other data sources. So it's a bi-directional chat conversation kind of thing. And so, yeah, she definitely is adding value. And that is an area that we anticipate continued growth in. Yeah, because that's, that's where the learning comes in, I guess. That's where, where you say Lucy is really a marketer. It's like a peer rather than just a, yeah, just a chatbot. Yeah, it's... Again, she, she's monitoring what, what you're doing, what, based on the data source, she has different learnings. Uh-huh. So, you know, so, so we have learnings by source. Internal sources are obviously just your learnings. But if you're using eMarketer, as an example, the value added by all of the eMarketer users makes Lucy smarter in every situation. Exactly. So, so around the journey of the aha moment that, that you created at some point in time until where you are today, what were sort of milestone moments for, for the creation of the solution? Well, you know, as, as artificial intelligence kind of sprouted, you know, when I say that, we've been following artificial intelligence since the 60s, right? You know, yeah. so it, but it sprouted a few years ago into something that was now viable and appropriate again we took a look at it and we're like all right i think we can do this and we obviously we know marketing so let's do it here as we started building and testing and and pumping in the data and getting it to work you know i had aha moments weekly like (laughs) my god it's actually working (laughs) and you know you it's the stuff of science fiction and to see lucy work almost to a T out in the world when we show her to you know, uh, any CMO or any innovation team or any an- analytics team. I mean, there are jaws dropping in what happens. And then the, the best validation, because we have a new technology, is the fact that our clients are running their own tests, right? Yeah. So, you know, Global 100 had a, has a, a marketing knowledge management system in place and and they have lots of content put in there and and it exists and it's you know in some form a big search engine of internal stuff mm-hmm. and so we we did a test with them we imported you know just a subsection of the data i'll call it minor training you know a couple, it was six weeks in total effort and the thing about training learning systems is they learn over time yeah true so 
So we did a head-to-head. -head. They had 50 questions. They knew the answers to all 50 questions. What was the perfect answer? Uh -huh. And their system gave them 12 perfect answers, you know, as is. Yeah. Lucy, with six weeks of training, found 34 perfect answers. Wow. <laughs> so that's almost 300% improvement. But the best part about it is, you know, six months later, a year later, three years later, their system would still give them 12 answers. Yeah. And Lucy might go from 34 to 38 to 40 to 45. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cause she's going to continue to learn. And again, that's the, that, that's the aha moment. And again, not my data, the client's data. And we yeah, had the, yeah. you know, different tests, different places, you know, a couple of financial institutions, you know, they ran tests. They said, here's 20 questions, two hours, Existing data sources go out and find them, Lucy, and you know the, the teams found you know nine out of twenty without Lucy and seventeen out of twenty with Lucy. Hours, yeah. right? and, and it's those types of things that that blow your mind. Yeah, exactly. And that again is speed. Then speed wins. But then again, it's also of course about like how smart is the person on the other side, uh, you know, that is asking the question in the first place. And I think that's also, I think, well, where these technologies really evolve, whereby it really becomes a team and you start, well, also because she's, she's connecting back and providing you with, with other insights to the same, the same question. That is, yeah, uh, I mean, is, is right. about enabling the thinkers in an organization yeah. and interacting with data. You know, what happens often today is I have a data scientist that I need to have pull data to do anything. Yeah. I have a workflow enablement person for the data scientist group. I'm asking questions of the workflow person. The data scientist group does something. They get it back to me, you know, a few days later. It's not quite perfect. We go back. And so you actually can spend weeks just going back and forth to get the data that you wanted. Exactly. And I'm not, the data scientist group should still exist. You know, the thing about Lucy is I want to do all of the iterations to prove or to create the hypothesis of what's right and how I should change the organization. End of the day, if I'm really going to do some major change, I would send it back to the data scientist group to say, prove that this is correct. <laughs> you yeah, know, sure. right. But I, but it's the 15 iterations on the way to that, you know, simulating, answering, getting to very tight thought process and then, you know, and then validate that before, you know, execution. Yeah, true. Interesting. What, what always fascinates me with, with these type of technologies, because you, what you said, you know, you had the idea, you started, and you had a couple of these, well, aha moments, which were amazing to yourself. How do you, how do you continue to make it bigger and better? How do you engineer for that, that remarkable impact? Are there any, are there any moments where you said no to things or where you well, may have to, had to make specific decisions to ensure that you kept on the right track? So, yeah, I mean, first of all, we're we're very focused on this marketing concept. Yeah. And I've got an example of a you know, Fortune 100 company who came to us and said, we've seen this and we want to apply it. We want to put Lucy against something that's totally incongruous with marketing. Uh -huh. I mean, we want to put technical manuals for big engines, you know, inside Lucy. Uh-huh. 
not only that, we don't want to host it in a SaaS environment. We want to host it in our environment. Okay. And, and we said, no. And they said, I don't think you're listening to us. We want to pay you to do this, and we want to do this. And okay. so after a few iterations, we agreed to do it. And Lucy today can find answers. And it was one of our fastest and best implementations. Content was fantastic. And you can ask a question of Lucy about that engine and you can get an answer. And so we, we do a lot of automotive examples just because we have autom- some data to work with. Yeah. So, so then we put the Tesla manual into Lucy for a demo. And today, if I ask, you know, Lucy, how, how do you open the frunk, you know, it comes up with the answer out of the manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and still, it's, yeah. Did, did it help you also with, with ideas to get to make the original strategic solution better? Well, the answer is absolutely, I mean, the biggest part of what we're, we're doing, and actually the biggest part of delays in implementation yeah, yeah. Um, are getting clear access to the data. Because all of a sudden, you know, the, the web analytics team isn't the only one that has access to the web analytics data. So you get into fiefdom and, and other types of issues inside an organization. The other piece is these, these third-party data sources that I, you know, the Cantar and Nielsen and eMarketer and, and Forrester and Gartner and that, that, that. Well, the first time we do each one of those, so, so you know, a client, there's just a process where we have to educate the, the data source that we're just a tool accessing it, not uh-huh. enforcing their licensing and those, you know, the, all of those types of things as part of the process. So that just slows down. So, I mean, if you're using 100% internal data sources, we get much quicker implementation. If you're using data sources we've already worked with, we don't have any issues. But, you know, every every week we're adding more data sources. Then there's the process of not, that's just the rights and permissions. Then we have to go into, okay, now we have to train this data source. We have to, you know, ensure it does the types of things that are expected. And again, you're, this is a base of training, which will allow Lucy to, to do something with the data. And then over time, she gets smarter and better just by having users use it. Yeah. What triggers me is like the, it's, it's all about the imagination of, of the person behind it or the organization behind it, what she can do with it. What is an example that you're most proud of seeing how the solution has been used so far? Well, as an example, you know, there's often there's a repetitive or tasks that somebody does with data. So once a week, once a month, once a quarter, you have to do, you know, pull all this data together and, and create a PowerPoint of that's, that's to be shared. And so she actually has workflow automation. So she can, you know, I, this is something I execute periodically. And that's where she can take those 100, 200 hours of work and you know, allow someone to, to deliver results in, you know, eight or 10 hours. When I say eight or 10 hours, Lucy literally is done in 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. True. But then you, the person still has to work with the data and make it there. The, the other really cool function, as you're doing all this research, you can save it into projects or this workflow automation. Lucy actually exports it to PowerPoint. So you don't even have to do the cutting and pasting anymore and she can put it into your PowerPoint template. So mm-hmm. in effect, you get, you know, 
20, 30, 100 slides, whatever it might be, and she has the capability, or then you have the capability of picking and choosing and kind of tweaking the slides, but it saves you just a, an unbelievable amount of time. We're working in a Salesforce implementation where somebody basically, if you think about it, I'm about to call you know, one of my clients and I can run a whole set of regional competitive analysis and drop in slides into my presentation and then I can pick the slides that, that make sense to share with that client tomorrow. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, first of all, it's work that, you, that no, no one likes. And I know that, I mean, I've been working for a company that was stock listed as well. And I mean, the type of reporting needs to happen. But does it also then allow you to, to, to get to the next level with these type of, uh, of, of reporting? So it's, is, it not, is it only about the speed and, and freeing you up? Or is it also about... And making the whole thing better and the conclusions that you, that you draw that are better? And I'll say a couple of things. I mean, currently, mostly we're delivering content that you get to work with. The, the way it's pulling content or, or way Lucy suggests other, other content sources or other answers. The other piece is when you get an answer and see it, asking the follow-on question is really quickly... Yeah. It was easy. That's the, the biggest thing, which is I can, I see something it's not quite right, or I, it makes me ask another question. And it's the ability sure. to do that that really drives the outcomes. We yeah. are, we do some work with understanding audiences and, and messaging and communications. And so one of the things we're doing is saying, okay, if I look at who my audience is and I can segment some data inside of Lucy and understand them, but we're also working with, not only do I understand them, how would I write messaging better that would resonate yeah. better with exactly. that subgroup or those individuals? Yeah. And so this is where Lucy can say, you know, we're, you know here the, here's, I want to talk to this audience, here's the message I want to give, and she'll actually suggest alternate words and different ways that would make that resonate better. That's fantastic, um, yeah. And that's something that we're, it's really in, I'll call it alpha, today uh-huh. that's a good evolution because at the end it's about you know getting the eyeballs on the right it's almost a b, a b testing and knowing what works and what doesn't work and, and, and tuning yeah. from there she also works in the so, media, on the media side which we haven't really discussed but we're doing lots of media optimization so okay. I can make sure you're again finding those audiences and then optimizing how or whatever your kpis or specific outcomes and so literally the capability of saying, okay, gap to leader, buy zip code for a product against your competitor, what should, what, six different tactics, optimize what we spend by zip code. And that's a place that we've, uh, you know, we've really been able to blow minds, like wow. kind of lowering CPAs by, you know, almost 15%, which and 15% doesn't sound like that much, but this is like Olympic level competition and we're doing 15%. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's already optimized. It's not like we're, <laughs> it's not like it's unoptimized. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. And there's still, of course, uh, um, yeah, these, these percentages improvement, they make a, make a hell of a deal. So out of what you learned so far, if you would give advice to a CMO, a marketing, a marketing officer, that's that looking to increase impact what should be the one thing or the couple of things that this person or yeah should do well in 
as you look at AI and, and machine learning and all of the opportunities, the first answer is, is jump and do something. You know, we don't have to take on the whole world, but you should be picking use cases, experimenting, driving outcomes. These CMOs have such huge you know, media budgets and, and spends and, and digital spends and all these things. It's a very, very small portion, but carve some, carve some dollars out and find the opportunity to demonstrate the value. You know, again, not doesn't have to be across the whole organization, doesn't have to be this massive project, but you know, we, we have the ability to give you that test kind of out of, out of the box in okay. great way. And what, what they'll find is that the value proposition and the ROI absolutely exists. On the same note, we have CMOs today working in, you know, all, you know, kind of all marketing data, pulling it all together, giving Lucy access as, as a universal tool to, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, 100,000 100, marketers across an organization, which is certainly a great, great place to be. The other thing is, if you're not doing something with this today, you're going to get beaten by somebody who is. Exactly. That's the other, the other side of the table these days. Right. And this is, again, speed wins. And if your competition is doing it and, and you're not, then they'll be able to move faster, market faster, make react, react to whatever you're doing, understand things and deliver in a superior way. Yeah, that's right. And it's about knowledge workers, right? I mean, I think you, you said at the beginning of the call, if your job is about entering data, it's, you're going to have to compete with, with technology. But if it's about consuming data, this is where it can help. And I, I've seen a couple of very good examples that are proving that to help on the marketing side. So, so what is next for you? What is your greatest aspiration in the next 12 months? Well, <laughs> we have some really interesting product extensions that are probably going to hit first quarter. And yeah, unfortunately, I, I can't disclose uh, where we're going, but we promise to, to continue blowing the minds of marketers across the world. Okay, well, I, I'll keep you to that. I'll keep an eye on that. So if there's anything you can ask the audience, what would it be? How can they help you? <laughs> well, ask the audience. Is a great, it's hard to get the feedback from the audience in a podcast. No, okay, but I mean uh, via, via the comments. Right. Yeah. You, you know, we all want to hear the stories of how companies are leveraging machine learning and artificial intelligence, where they see that the data is available that they would like to have access to. And again, the, one of the cool parts of Lucy is you're asking one question and she can query, you know, 20 different data sources that if she determines those are the right ones, and bring back a consolidated version, a result set. So it's not like, so I can query structured, unstructured. I can query, you know, so I might get an answer from eMarketer, Forrester, my internal PowerPoint repository, my internal marketing results system, my ERP system, and Kantar. And all of those come up on the screen. Wow, that's perfect. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's massive value because normally it's getting access, like you said, to you ask a question, you get one result, for example, with Google. And if you want to have more results, you have to click, 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 and click. And now it's consolidated into, into one piece. That's, that's fantastic. So finalizing, how can people connect with you or how can they find more about, about you or the company? Well, we certainly welcome them at equals3.ai. 
and we have lots of I'll say lots of content and try to add value. Certainly, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Dan Mallon and reach out if you're interested. We we would love to share. Very good. Well, we'll see what happens with that. So uh, thank you very much, Dan, for your for your inspiring talk. I mean, I'm a marketer by heart, and I've been inspired by it to see what's, what's the possibility there. And I think it's going to be, provide great value in the future because I believe a lot in, uh, in augmentation, as you, as you know from other things that I've done with the podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. No, thanks. The pleasure is all on my side. And for everybody listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Dan Malin, co-founder and CEO of Equals 3. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, 